Audible Visions. Drama. The first of four new horror shorts now, as Sophie Methuen-Turner and Angelique Lazarus find some loose change with a far greater price to pay. Things in Dark Corners presents Pennywell, which contains scenes which some listeners may find distressing. in dark corners. Hello and welcome, if that's the right word, to the Things in Dark Corners. I thought it a good idea to start this series with a story from my childhood, the first time I ever considered what a good wish would be. Something to obtain riches like all those wonderful Star Wars vehicles in the glossy catalogues. Wouldn't have to wait for Christmas. Just point to an item, and it'd be in the post the following day. But even back then, I knew it wasn't a realistic wish. What about when I'm older? What if these things fade from my interest, or at least cease being the pinnacle of my desires? So I considered a way to obtain items another way. I thought it to be, apart from infinite wishes, the perfect wish. I won't tell you what that was here. I'll let the characters in the story do that. So let's see how well that goes down if we make it a reality. Let's see the true cost of what I wished for when I was seven years old. The story is called Pennywell. (laughs) Hello, Penny. You're looking good. What? I told you not to meet me, Rainy. I know. I'm sorry. But, look, I was there for you when you came out of Clink, and I'm here for you now. I can get a taxi myself, you know. You're pleased to see me, though, right? Sounds like you're doing that Attack of the Clones meme. (laughs) I have no idea what that means, but... It means it depends why you're here. Just to make sure you're okay. Friends, yeah? Okay. So where are you parked? Not here, I hope. This place is a rip-off. Well, I sort of lost my license a few months ago, so... So, bus stop is over there. (sighs) You're shitting me. Trust me, with the potholes here, it'll be like Thorpe Park all over again. (laughs) 
getting a sore bum now. <clears throat> this is the last one, right? Yep. Finally, some familiar scenery for you. You've done what I asked, yeah? It's fine. It's all gone. Everything? Everything. The tables and chairs, TV, the bed, all your wardrobes, bedside cabinet, all your clothes. I gutted the whole place just as you asked. And... What's this? Your new key. Thank you, Ray. Oh, <laughs> I kind of thought, what the hell? This dame has seriously lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of thought that during your time away that you'd be in touch to say, Ray, don't you dare touch my stuff. <laughs> nah, it all had to go. Why, Penny? You're never going to tell me, are you? Blinds at the window? Smart. Yeah, I ditched the curtains and those lovely nets. Thank you. Okay. Here goes. Oh my god, you've painted. <laughs> Good as new. Is this... New carpet? <laughs> yeah. I... It's beautiful. So, kitchen? Rainy, this is... How did you do all this? Seriously? Douglas brought? Yeah, he owed me after pouring plaster of Paris down my sink, so I stung him for a huge favor. <laughs> and then, Liz Honeyset? Pissy Liz. <laughs> I lay it on heavy, like how she scarred my childhood Shit. and all, and I got her to get the I, gang to help out. I, I need to pay you for this. Okay, so, yeah, maybe later, but right now, you just settle in, right? Where's Nick Kershaw? Gone. Oh, that's a shame. He could have stayed. New start. And no girl is going to be interested if you've got some, I don't know, Bananarama cast-off on your wall. <laughs> Nick Kershaw is nothing to do with Bananarama. <laughs> Besides, my future partner will accept whoever is on my wall. What? Ray, don't give me that look. You promised, right? Friends? Yeah. Sure. What? Not just any friend, right? <laughs> you're memeing again. Look, <laughs> uh, even without you doing all this, you'll still be my closest, most <laughs> kindest, most appreciated. I thought you were going to say, you'll still be my first. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, so, what do you want to do first? Visit Mum's grave. Did you go to the funeral? Promised I would. Felt weird, but I took some photos graveside and I recorded the songs they played. And the others? Mm-hmm. After I told them how important it was for you. 
Thank you. So, you want me to, uh, come with you? Wait here? Go? Come with me? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my god, did you see his face? <laughs> he was like so angry. <laughs> oh my god. And that thing you did back to him <laughs> and that look. <laughs> I really didn't know what how today was gonna go. No. You know, you've gone through a lot. When you went away, I thought maybe you'd come back different. I had to go. I can't tell you why, but I had to. Yeah, things should be different now, but but for the better. Look, do you want to stay tonight? You're pretty wrecked. We're talking the couch, though, right? Do right, the couch. Okay, so, uh, look, I didn't get much in the way of snacks or breakfast or food or anything, so I can pop out and get some bits. Haven't we been out enough? Can I phone for a pizza? There's a pizza place opened up down the parade. It's really good. We can get from there? You choose. Pizza and a non-existent film on a non-existent telly. I haven't lost the art of talking. You could say that again. (laughs) (laughs) You cheeky bitch. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) the girl's got fight right there. No, no, no. (laughs) What's that? Oh, shit. Uh, sorry. I need to learn to zip my bag up. Butterfingers. Show me that. Oh, it's nothing. You know, it's just... Show me? Penny, it, it's nothing. It's just... Penny! Ow! Penny! Penny, you'll damage my bag! What's this, then? I didn't take any money from it. Not yours, though, is it? Sorry. This was Mum's. <sighs> sorry. Of course. Take it back. Take it back. I am sorry. I told you to destroy everything. And I did, but I saw this and... I don't know. I liked it. I thought you wouldn't mind. I mean, we used to share stuff, you know, when we were... When we were what? Oh. When we were what, right? Nothing. Yeah. That's right. Ray, I meant it when I said I wanted everything gone. I trusted you. You sure you took nothing from this purse? No! Oh God, Ray. What have you done? Penny, please. What have you done? Did you use this? How? It's not even a real coin. Please, Ray. Be honest with me. Did you use this coin to pay for anything? Like, what? Anything. I... I put my money in here. Just some change, you know? And, uh, and I emptied it out on the counter. I can't even remember what it was for, but... He took it. All right. What is it? How is it here? So something you can't even remember. What else? Penny, please tell me. What is it? Maybe it's not your fault. I did the same thing as you at first. The same thing as my mum. 
impulse, accident, curiosity, greed, doesn't matter how it starts. Do it once and it's, it becomes like an addiction, um, a compulsion. Mine was just a pack of cigarettes, that's all. It only happened because I knew mum used to use it, keep it hidden in her purse. She, she had it for years, just after dad died and, and whenever something needed paying for, out it would come. <coughs> the look she had when it was needed, like, like guilt. I knew it was something, but I didn't know what. What is it? She used to call it one of Daj's trinkets. That picture, the engraving. The look in its eyes, like goading, goading you to spend it. It comes back. The very next morning. So all this, the couch, the carpet, the paint on the walls. Some of it. I'm, I'm sorry. That's what I did too. But Ray, there's something about the coin that they don't tell you. Yeah, I felt it. Like you said, in the eyes. That feeling, it gets stronger. It gets stronger still. Whatever you buy with a coin, it's not yours. Not really. It's his. You understand? His? One of Daja's minions. Like a spirit. It's real, Ray. At first I just felt some some horrible feeling, a presence in the room, and I all but ignored it, but he wants to be close to whatever you've bought. Yeah, whatever you do, it's for him as much as it is for you. He grows with each and everything you buy. You've seen him? Eventually you'll see him too, and it gets more unbearable unless... Unless you keep using the coin. It sort of appeases him, but it takes its toll on you, and the respite doesn't last for long. Well, that's how it was for me. The only thing you can do is destroy everything and take yourself out of the environment, which I guess doesn't stop it entirely. Well, I'm not sure what can. That's what you did. That's what your mum did. She was a bit more dramatic with it, burnt it all, but it all started up again. She took it all to her death. I never knew back then what it was that made her want to end it all. I just thought it was me. But you wanted to try it? Use the coin? The coin survived. It always survives. And that's temptation. So what was it for you? An accident, I guess. Then an opportunity. For what? To, to make you happy, give you a life back that you'd actually want? I'm not my mum. I'm not just going to end it. No. I didn't know. I put myself away because I wanted to heal from this. I wanted to live. Good. So part of you must have known what this was, that this was the reason I had to go away. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And when I realized, I, I, I played with it. I had learned how to, you know, learn to use it. 
I found out that it works best when used with total conviction, you know? If you hesitate, then it doesn't work. Right. A bag of chips, please? Easy. That carpet? That shelving unit? They ring up the price and you just hand it over. It's brilliant when it happens. They just take it. It feels powerful. Right. It worked in shops, and then I bought a big issue and some lucky Heather off some girl in town, and it made me think, what else? Right, what have you been doing? Bob a job at the door, cleaned your windows, mowed your lawn. They never even questioned how, when the day passed and the coin had returned to me, that they had nothing to show for their work. And it made me realize that I could have anything with this. What? It was brilliant. You letting Heather and her skeevy brother know that you were coming out of that place. They told me, and I was cross because it was me you'd asked to clear your things. I called you, and you seemed happy it was me. Yes, I know you always liked Heather Maddock. I mean, when you and me were together, you always spoke about her. What? You always deliberately made me jealous. Right, that's not true. It is. You liked her more than you liked me. You wish it was her that was your first, not me. Ray, stop. Well, you didn't want this coin either, but I do. I need this. But you felt what happens. Yeah, I have. In fact, I can feel it now, can't you? Ray. Ray. He's here, isn't he? With us now, peering around the door at us. I can feel him. I can sense it. Feel his eyes on us. Almost hear the clack and scrape of the ridges on his horns against the door, the thud of his hooves as he dares to approach. You must stop this, Ray. Please. He doesn't scare me. I get, he gets. That's the deal. And you know what? It's better than having nothing. No, Ray. He's tricking you. Don't you get it? It's a trick. He's using you. Oh my god, you're right. He's here. Penny, I need to show you something. Ray, what are you doing? Take it. No. Take it. Take it. Because I want you. Sorry, but what? Sorry, I lost all track of time there. Pizza, right? I'm sorry. What? Stupid. I... I'm gonna need some money. Oh, here. Take this. What? with you? You mean my sister Liz? Or Uh, pissy Liz? Sorry. But look, that wasn't just me. We're really grateful for everything she's done and- Where's Penny? Uh... Heather Maddox said she hadn't heard from her since she came out of that hospital. Said you'd moved in or something. Uh... She called Penny, but you picked up. Told her not to come over. Oh, she mustn't. You called Liz? I told her we were okay and to tell the others. You didn't have to come over. She here? Scott, please, just... She doesn't want to see anyone. 
No, Scott! Get... get out! Please, just leave us alone! Penny? Penny! Scott. What? You think she's gonna shack up with you? Please. After you told the police that she was driving that night? Just... She told everyone that she's not having anything to do with you. No. You are poisonous. Look, I can... I can pay you to go. You what? Seriously? Scott. Scott. She trusted me enough to clear this place for her. She didn't want the others to know, said they'd think she was crazy, but that I'd get it. And I did. She was thinking of me. She in here? No. What the hell? Why is this locked? Open the door. No. Rainy, open the door. I can't. Open it. Stop it, please. She's, she's with him. What? He's okay, as long as we share her. She's... Um, she's his property, too. What are you talking about, you absolute freak? Scott, I can explain. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Stay the hell away from me. I'll open it. Okay, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll open it. Not much longer, and then you'll be back with me. We'll... we'll look after you. Dear Penny. In Pennywell, written by Graham David Richards. Sophie Methuen Turner was Penny, with Angelique Lazarus as Rainey, and Sam Fisk as Scott Honeyset. The music was especially composed and performed by Sophie Rose, with additional sound design by Tap Dancer. With thanks to Matthew Exel, Patricia Dawn Richards, Julia Eve, Fiona Thrale, and Andrew Clark. Things in Dark Corners is produced and published by Audible Visions with Channel House Entertainment and Monument Studios. Copyright 2023. And the second of these things in dark corners can be heard tomorrow.